Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing the Twitter outrage following Topshop's promotion of cycle shorts as casual wear. Uh, Nick, go for it. Yeah, so uh, a week or two back, um, Topshop um, put out a few tweets saying, Here, you know, here's, a, here's an exciting new look. And it's uh, it was essentially trying to get people to wear cycling shorts um, to the office, you know, and around town. And I guess trying to make cycling shorts into a into a thing that it's perfectly acceptable uh, to wear. Like the ones I'm wearing right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Anyway, you might think nothing of this. I certainly wouldn't think anything of it. But cyclists, of course, were up in arms um, because uh, I think almost um, almost because it's an invasion uh, into their own little world of, of uh, you know, of cycle wear. Um, and I think as as the kind of gatekeepers of, of uh, you know, the cycling community, um, the cyclists were, were, were you know, criticizing them for, for um, essentially what it looks like to me for trying to make cyc- cycling shorts popular um, without promoting cycling at the same time. Um, anyway, the question really is what I want to ask is what is it with cyclists? Why are they so obnoxious? Um, uh, you know, what are you, are you with me, guys? They are. So, right? yeah, do, I mean, you, do, are. You, do we know any cyclists? Do no, we, I don't yeah. know. Looking around the room, you guys don't seem well, like cyclists. Re- re- representing the cycling community. Are you wearing a cycle t-shirt? I'm wearing a cycle t-shirt. <laughs> okay, so what I, so hang on. Are the scientists, com- are these particular cyclists complaining because of some cultural misappropriation? Yeah. Is that what they're complaining about no it's more you know whinging about um trying to turn what is they see as a sort of essentially quite cyclingy thing into a bit of you know frivolous casual wear okay so i think i think that's not these particular cyclists might be just particularly difficult i mean yeah but look i mean you with most a lot of of sort of pro cycle campaigny types and i i'm not i'm not active but i follow the debate and follow everything that's going on i think i'm pretty up there never heard of this story before but we generally a lot of people agree anything to do with cycling that gets cycling out there even if you're just wearing a cycle helmet for no reason that's good for cycling well okay you sort of say that but look raises I think what, the profile yeah. of cycling generally keep cycling in what, people's minds well, now, you've, now you've touched on it right the that the idea of a cycling community i mean look so we must let's just accept that people find cyclists that normal people find cyclists obnoxious and they don't find for example rock climbers particularly obnoxious so let's just drill into that what is it about cyclists that riles uh okay. right thinking people so here so much let's have a go at that so for a start, you meet quite a lot of cyclists. That's the first thing. And if you live in a city, you you you, you see them quite a lot. That's the first thing. Second, exposure. Exposure. Yeah. We were saying Second, um, cyclists in cities are, are, are well known for doing things that um, they shouldn't do. I'm not saying all cyclists do this, Peter, uh, but things like running red lights, for example, is a classic one. Um, and then the third thing they're really famous for is for being, whilst on the one hand breaking the rules and doing that kind of thing, the other thing they're famous for is being very touchy about you know how close you get to them or don't drive dangerously near me on that side of things. Uh, do you think that's a fair sort of, um, I'm sure there's other stuff, uh, and I guess the fourth one is like wearing stupid tight clothes and, you know. I think, um, that's, I think they're, they're, they're being, they are fair character traits of individuals, but 
I don't but think no, you mean I'm not, the level I'm of hypocrisy not saying I'm, in any in, one individual that you're. I'm not saying these in. things are true. See, he's I'm, just he's being all touchy. Yeah, he's being all touchy. <laughs> no, Typical cycle. I think. Well, I let me just what, finish off. I'm not saying these things are true, but I'm saying that is a perception that exists of cyclists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think I've I, I portrayed that accurately? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think yes. I think you're right. Yeah. I think. But let, 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 let's just narrow this it's down true, a bit. By the way, when you well, say but. people think cyclists are obnoxious, I think what you mean is motorists think cyclists are obnoxious. Oh, I'm not a motorist particularly. I hate driving. I, I hate motorists as well. Like, if by yeah. motorists you mean Jeremy Clarkson-led mo- sort of motorist, motor enthusiasts. No, I, th- I mean so just car drivers. Well. And car drivers also hate lorry drivers. And lorry no, drivers actually, hate, hate I, pedestrians. And uh, pedestrians hate... All road users... I am speaking as a pedestrian. Each other. I'm speaking as a pedestrian. Yeah. Not as a motorist. And as a, But you hate, you hate motorists as a pedestrian. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but so, look, but, but, I think no, there's but a... I, I don't think get the as annoyed. About... Motorists aren't as annoying and they're nothing like as annoying as cyclists but that's I don't because mean of the way they behave on bikes i mean as people yeah no but annoying. we're talking about i think what it is with cyclists is the sanctimoniousness and the self-righteousness that's very much part of it <laughs> <laughs> and i and you're just you're just you're you're just demonstrating it now you're it's just exactly I, what i'm I, talking about i think there's a huge degree of overgeneralization going on here uh parking all cyclists in the, into the same bike park um uh, the, 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 yes, there are some extremely self-righteous cyclists about all the fitness benefits, blah, 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 ha, um, e- ecological benefits, blah, blah, of cycling. There are some really crappy cyclists and just are a danger to themselves and others on the road. But these people aren't the same people. Yeah, look, I, I just want to say the cyclists who I approve of, I'll describe the archetypal scientist, cyclist I approve of, right? They've got a tweed suit on. No cycling gear. They've got a tweed suit on, probably wearing a bow tie. Um, they have bicycle clips, no helmet, nothing like that. And they ride very much erect on a shopper with a basket at the front. And in the basket is probably some, you know, Greek, uh, some translation of Ovid or something. I don't know. But it, that's that's the kind of cyclist I like. Or an old lady on a bike, uh, you know, cycling through a village with an, with a little one of those bells that goes ring, ring. They're fine. I've got no problem with those guys. <laughs> it's the lycra-clad menaces who think they're Lance Armstrong with the bloody, you know, the pointy helmet. What, so, on what's your where, what's the what's the seat of your objection with? Oh, I don't know. Look, that's what I'm trying to drill into. Really, is 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 what <laughs> why I find them so annoying. Um, I, before we, do, I just want to have a bit of data. There's something we need to clear up, which is that um, some pedestrians think that cyclists are dangerous. Um, cyclists say they're, they're ridiculous when they're near as dangerous as cars so uh, it's not as easy as you might think to find data about this but I did I did my best uh, drawing on various things Department for Transport and ONS and various other uh, places now um, deaths of pedestrians something like 200 or so possibly more let's say 400 or so um because uh, it's hard to tell from the data, but there's some number of hundreds of pedestrians are killed by cars, by motor vehicles each year. So that includes cars and lorries and stuff. Compared to a very small number, say sort of three or four um, uh, pedestrians. So in 2016, apparently three pedestrians were killed by cyclists. Ah, uh-huh, you might say. Well, that just shows that cyclists are uh, uh, super safe. Ah, but here I've got you because um, motor vehicles travel around 300 billion miles a year in the UK in total, whereas um, bikes on average travel only about three or four billion miles. So what's the comparable statistic? It's about the same. Really? So per mile, cyclists are about as likely to kill a pedestrian as 
non-cyclists. Now, I'm afraid I have to go against myself a bit here and, and say that, well, actually, the thing is that cyclists generally don't drive on motorways. Pedestrians don't generally get killed on motorways. And if you subtract all the motorway driving off uh, cars, um, it, bikes are going to come out as safer, probably. But, uh, you know, but it's not actually ridiculously low compared to mm. compared to cars. So let's get that out of the way. Let's just say that the safe, from a safety point of view, actually, there's not much in it. Yeah. OK. I mean, look, we can stay on cyclists. Uh, we can stay on our bikes. Um or we can spread this out a bit. Um, who else do we not like? <laughs> well, I think this comes down. This so we're going to tap in in a minute. I think to uh, this issue of uh, why it is that we might get annoyed with cyclists because of that sanctimoniousness. Mm. Um, secret vegans don't annoy me, but mm. vocal vegans do. Yeah, there's and no I such think, thing as a secret vegan, is you, there? Well, well, what there isn't is there's no such thing as a secret cyclist. Yeah, cyclists. You see them. And they look like they're virtue signaling. It's hard to tell the virtue signaling cyclists from the ones who genuinely mean it. Um, so that could be part of it. So, yeah, what, what, are the, what do you guys find annoying, uh, annoyingly virtuous things that people do? Look, I hesitate to say it, but I'm often not keen on Christians. <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> I can't help but Don't feel... worry, no one will ever know. It's only going out on a podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's that certain kind of Christian, you know. Look, no, I've got no problem. Um, no, I've got no problem with Christians. It, it, I guess it goes back to that same thing. I'm not mad about. Um, it's not just the evangelicals. It's the people who sort of tell you, yeah, I can. Yeah, it's the who just people, the people who assume that they're better than you just because of they have yeah. this particular belief. I yeah. guess I'm talking about piety. Yeah. Um, I don't like pious people. So why why don't we like pious people? Because I think that's very common. It's very common to to, to dislike. <laughs> why do we why do we have such a why do we hate virtue signaling? I mean, virtue signaling at least is virtue signaling and not sin signaling. You know, they're not doing something yeah. bad and making you feel like you ought to be doing it. And it's and it's it's no skin off our nose if other people. Are I guess signaling. I guess is that you know we all know that no one's perfect. You know, um, and and I guess it's that sort of trying to give the impression that they are perfect or I'm not, I'm not afraid. Well, maybe it, maybe it uh, highlights our own imperfections to ourselves. No, no. I think you want to bring them down. I think there's a perception that they might um, unfairly be gaining social advantages and that as uh, we, we see that as a threat to our position on the hierarchy. There's this new guy in town, claims to be a cyclist, quite square-jawed, looks good in Lycra. It sounds like know, Chris Ragg. I hate him. Yeah. And this guy, this guy's irritating, and I, 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 th- I feel like that's part of it. Is the sort of crabs dragging, dragging other crabs down into the bucket with them? Is the sense that well, actually, if this guy is is seen as more virtuous than me, and I don't think he is, I think he's just pretending. I have a a personal interest in in bringing him down publicly. But actually, I think I'm you know or just running him over. Yeah, no, but I think actually, if sort of the choice between a cyclist. Um, a vegan, a Christian, and a BMW. Walk into, walk into a pub. <laughs> <laughs> they just never would. Be. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but so let's so as a, a cyclist, a Christian, a vegan, and a BMW driver, out of all those, by quite a long shot, the one that I dislike most is the BMW driver. Ah, oh, but which one would you want to go to the pub with? Um, you he, know, if, you know, I'm right. If he's no, driving, the BMW driver. <laughs> 
<laughs> what if he's drink driving? Even then, <laughs> still do it. Yeah, um, Peter. Well, I, let, let's, take let, us somewhere. Let's, let's just go back to cyclists for a minute and narrow it down. Why do car drivers dislike cyclists? Why do they? Why do they? Why do they? Why do you get these um, road rage incidents with motorists shouting yeah, I think and they bawling get, and throwing stuff at cyclists? I think they get frustrated by them, but also that they feel that. Um, that they're not as important as them, and so why do you feel you've got the right to this, and why do you feel you've got to be the angry, uh, the right to be so angry at me, the driver? I, I think. Well, I, yeah, I think and that, also that yeah. they're bloody sanctimonious as well. Well, okay, so parking the sanctimony, I think there's, I think there's a, there's a sort of um, so, social science theory that's quite neat for this. That um, there's a certain social order on the road, mm. uh, and if if there were nothing but cars on the road. Uh, and we simplify the roads to be fairly just sort of normal single lane roads. That's all the kind of roads you got. A simple system, like m- like most places in suburbs and towns are like that. The, there is you generally one car follows another car, and there's like a natural cue to the thing. And you can't really, unless you're being very pushy, overtake and squeeze in. And if you do, people dislike you, right? So there's a sort of social order to things. Cycling is a very different mode of transport to the car. It's smaller, slower generally at speed, but in urban areas is able to take advantage of its small size and move around in a very different way. So there's a you're so you, as a cyclist amongst lots of motorists, you're you're breaking the social order that they're used to. Uh, and that's potentially and, where and it can also take up more room than it appears to as yes, well. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you should I mean the, the the law requires a car to give you a meter and a half space no matter where you are it doesn't matter if you're on a tight road if it's too tight you just don't overtake that's that's the law um so yeah and if, and, and cyclists will will ride in a way that protects them and other road users if they're responsible cyclists and they will deliberately prevent people from overtaking them if they have judged it to be difficult as you would in a car you would drive into the site into the middle of the road if you didn't want somebody to overtake you because you was you could see things that they can't so this is interrupting the social order so but there also there's there's also other things that introduce more sort of cognitive dissonance that a cyclist is not like a car in another respect that a car in front of you is probably going to go be similar to the car behind you and the car that you, in the car you're in you just you, everyone kind of drives a similar speed cyclists however you know, you might have um old daisy on her shopper doing three miles an hour and you might have a speedy road cyclist who can do upward of 25 plus miles an hour so when you see a cyclist it's very difficult to judge what kind of cyclist they're going to be so it leads a lot of thought when you encounter a cyclist to how they might behave and how they might uh, how Mm. fast they're going all sorts of other things much more so it complicates the experience you're having as a driver which is makes it more stressful okay so i think then so i think that that, that's all, all these things together kind of culminate and when a cyclist does something you really you don't like can make people boil over yeah i have to say on balance i get way more upset with um more frequently with other motorists than i do with cyclists absolutely um yeah just trying to put a I, I, thing on this. I think as a pedestrian i more frequently encounter annoying cyclists in the sense that i find cars quite predictable um you know, they, cars cars will stop at red lights, right? Whereas you can't always be sure. I've, I, I mean, I'm not caricaturing or generalising, but the fact is I've seen far mm. more cyclists go over red lights while I'm crossing the road uh, than I ever have seen yeah. cars doing the yeah. same. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. you know, um, 
but uh, but you know, all, there is a defence to that, which is of course cyclists are much more vulnerable. They're much more likely to get killed. Cyclists are, um, in terms of uh, <clears throat> likelihood of dying, cyclists are um, uh, right up there. They're per per mile, I think. Yeah, by per mile, cyclists are the second most likely to be. Uh, well, actually, third most likely to be killed after mo- motorcyclists and pedestrians, uh, but the second most likely to be injured um, by a long way. So, I mean, car drivers, it's, you, there is something like two fatalities per billion uh, passenger miles, whereas with uh, cyclists, it's about 30. So they're about 15 times more likely to be killed per mile than, than a, a motorist. Um, but yes, they're, they're, the, interestingly, they've got a similar casualty rate to motorcyclists, but a much lower fatality rate, mm. um, which suggests that motorbikes, when they crash, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, the energies yeah. and the speeds involved, I think. So, um, just as a side, I was thinking about um, changing my commuting from trains recently to getting a motorbike. But, um, you know, I think that's a... I think it's probably best that I don't, to be honest. Um, yeah, sorry, I interrupt you, Nick. No, that's that's so. I think um, you, you know, but I think there is um, there is this perception. I think that they're cheating. That cyclists are cheating. They're not following the rules of the pavement, and they're not following the rules of the road. And you know, the fact is that they they there's a good argument why they don't. I mean, that's the whole point of being on a bike. They're less dangerous to other people, arguably, uh, but they're certainly much more likely to get killed. Uh, than a motorist so you know fair enough right so why so not say bit... well actually perhaps we should give give cyclists a bit of leeway uh to make their own judgments and to say well there's a lorry coming up behind me i'm much safer if i jump this red light than if i sit next to it and get run over i suggest we take on the same attitude that i have adopted regarding wasps um in the late summer because i hate it they spoil my picnics they get aggressive they're after my you know my jam and toast sort of thing um but the poor things, it's only because they're desperate and they're, and they're going to be hungry and they're trying to store what up energy. Are you saying we should squash cyclists with a fly swatter? <laughs> Lure them to jars sweetened with sugar. No, they're, they're going to die soon. They're going to die over right. the winter. This is the wasps. Right. Right. And so we should feel the same about the poor cyclists because they're in significant risk of getting squashed. Well, this works as a model for me because I hate wasps as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and simplify things. We just, sense. we just need to get the cyclists to agree to dress up in like black and yellow hoops, sort of lycra or something. <laughs> so keep away, but also, you know, don't feel too bad for them. Listen, um, is there anything um, salient we want to talk about? Are we wrapped up? What do you reckon? Uh, I, I, if, if you ever need your faith in humanity undermined, then I strongly recommend looking at the vitriolic bile that goes on around the tweet storms around cycling, anti-cycling kind of chat. So... Next time, next time the Daily Mail reports on some driver shouting at a cyclist, read the comments. They're hilarious. Mm. I mean, I think um, probably worth saying that this is as 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 the three white middle aged men. This is about as safe a way of getting into identity politics as we can. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I want to say that I'm a big I'm a big opponent of identity politics, and I and and my I, I've been exaggerating. The vitriol with which I dislike cyclists. Of course, I don't dislike all cyclists. So our cycling listeners out there, I don't really mean it. I know you're all individual human beings. I've got some cyclists. Some of my best friends are cyclists. You know, honestly, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, okay, uh, before we wrap up, quick question. Favourite form of transport? Bicycle. Nick? The good old-fashioned foot. Okay. For I, me? 
I you feel don't. I feel like this is the it's on for walking that I feel freest that I feel you know totally unconstrained and independent I think even on a bike you know you can still get a puncture you can still end up having to chuck it in a ditch and walk home on foot never happens you just your feet don't they just well I know they do from a medical point of view sometimes your feet do break but it's never happened to me it takes a long time though it's a bit boring and tiring anyway uh, anything that's on water, um, you know, anything to do with boats, ships, um, punts, all that kind of stuff. That's what I like. It's got to be by water. Um, all right. We'll stop there. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.